Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Listeners, all I gotta say is, mummy's jet-lagged. I'm on my way to Australia, where I'm going to be broadcasting the next um, few episodes. But on my way, I have stopped in Miami, because those sorts of things happen. So I'm here, and I've been up since about 4am, um, which is interesting, because that's jet lag, right? But what happens is, you see, you wake up starving, and you're in a hotel, and there's no food. I've literally being eyeing up an old pair of socks going, I could, I could eat that. And I'm looking out my view. I'm going to describe it for you. Okay, yes, it's a car park, but beyond the car park is a building with loads of palm trees and the sun is rising. But I'm near the sea. I'm on the coast, but I think I'm in the cheaper room, so I don't look at that. I look at the car park. So I'm going to go and see the sea in a minute. Um, I arrived under cover of dark, so I can't be certain where it all is you know when you arrive somewhere and you're just you don't know what you're doing and then I ordered some food on Uber Eats I got some lovely dim sum and a pad thai I would say it was probably enough food for three people but I ate it all because you know who's watching um we've got a really nice episode today we have got the homo historian he calls himself Dr Eric Savini another bloody doctor it's very highbrow these days homo sapiens he's a New York Times bestseller for his books and he's the co-founder of Shop Queer which is a queer bookshop in America and it splits its profits with its authors hello he does so many incredible things to do with queer history History 101 which is a weekly newsletter that serves as the world's first year-long queer history class love um he does this thing called the rainbow book bus where he drives around america with queer books and queer authors and visits areas where perhaps that kind of stuff isn't that found you can't find it much uh i'm hungover i'm not hungover i'm jet lag so i can't speak sorry everybody i'm not hungover at all didn't even have a drink on the plane didn't even have a drink when i got here because that's me he hosts a queer book club and a queer cinema club he has uh, a thing called the queer gross glossary grocery uh that he posts on instagram about and the book of queer is a brilliant tv show all about queerness available on discovery plus in the uk which you can get free if you have sky why do people have sky to watch football i don't know i don't have sky but you can normally find it eric wrote a book called uh, the deviant's war which is a secret history of the fight for gay rights and it was nominated for a bloody pulitzer And he's done loads of really cool other stuff. He's a polymath. And I bloody love him, by the way. He is so warm and kind. And this is a fascinating chat, hearing about how he was actually really lonely growing up as a kid. And hearing all about the amazing projects that he does. And also hilarious bits of queer history, like the queer history of the Teletubbies. Um, it's very, very funny. Now, have you listened to last week's episode? Because you got to. It's Drag Race Icon Baby. I love that chat. Keep in touch. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com. Instagram at homosapiens. Tell us what you thought of the episode. And um, just tell me your news.
what would you eat if you were really hungry in the middle of a hotel in the middle of the night? Well, there was nothing here. I wasn't going to dig the pad thai out of the bin, you know what I mean? A couple of quick notes. You may remember Gareth Howe spoke to us about his trilogy of Huns during our Huns Net Christmas special. Three women he considers to be ultimate queer icons were Ruth Langsford, Posh Spice and Lisa Scott Lee. Well, you've been getting in touch with yours because Just May Dart says, now I'm thinking Jerry Halliwell, Alison Hammond, no question, and out there one, Denise Van Outen. Absolutely. Got you got the full gamut, as they say. I never know what that word means, really. Sam also has got in touch to let us know about a petition. Do not remove LGBT content from the relationships education curriculum. And they've sent us uh, a petition, a link. So let's put that in the show notes. Let's all sign that, please. That's everybody's homework for the day while you're listening to Eric. Uh, let's go speak of the um, historical devil. Let's go chat to Eric. You're going to be in love with him by the end. Eric, how do I pronounce your surname? Uh, Servini is fine. Yeah. Okay. If you talk to an Italian, they would get disgruntled by that, but it's fine. What would they want? Technically, it's Cervini, but, Cervini. you know, I, we got Americanized a long time ago. Uh, and what is, um, we're here talking about history. What is your family history and where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in, in central Texas in a little town called Round Rock, which is right outside of Austin, which is a very cool city, um, but just far enough outside for it to be not as cool. <laughs> really? Was Austin always cool then? Like, has it always been liberal? It's always been pretty liberal because it's the, the university is there. Right. Because of that, it's always been, you know, relatively uh progressive intellectual and young which is still true but it's just growing so fast so round rock i'm looking at it on google maps here talk to me about being a young queer kid in round rock well there wasn't much to it because i would have told you growing up there that i wasn't queer so it was it was relatively easy um for me as a closeted kid growing up there just really with absolutely no template no idea of what Mm -hmm. being queer meant or could mean um i really had no access you know this was the internet was relatively new tiktok certainly didn't exist uh i was not being taught queer history in school even though i went to some great public schools there but you know i really had trouble figuring out who i was until until i left I didn't come out until I was 18 years old, just a couple of weeks before uh, uh, undergraduate. Smart move. Yeah. Go into the grad situation with a new you. Exactly. Did you have any support network, though, of any sort? I did. Thankfully, you know, my, my I was raised by my mother and she is super progressive, super um accepting and weirdly uh and i think that's the right word because the the motto of austin is keep austin weird um the 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 church we went to was also very very progressive in fact the first Mm -hmm. wedding i ever attended was a lesbian wedding yet somehow you know it, it just didn't click that you know this was even a possibility for me. Um, and I didn't really know the folks that well. I certainly tried to, you know, compartmentalize the, the folks I knew as being, as being queer and maybe even avoid them subconsciously. Um, oh, God, yeah. so I, right. So I think, 
you know, when I say I didn't have a template, I think it was kind of cho- I was probably avoiding deep down um, looking for for a template. But I wish, you know, it, it would have been easier. Um, and I think it, it certainly would have now. Yeah. And t- what kind of wedding was that then? Because it presumably wasn't legal then. Right. Yeah. In was fact, like a my symbolic thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was, uh, you know, as, as all weddings are symbolic, but it certainly wasn't it wasn't legal. In fact, I th- I'm pretty sure my minister got in trouble. He almost got kicked out of the ministry really? for for doing it because this was, you know, early, early 2000s, probably the Bush administration. <laughs> you know, it wasn't a great time to be queer yeah. in America, let alone in 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 Texas. Uh, and so. Yeah, it was, it, it, I think I honestly probably just didn't even think that, you know, this could be me. I was like, this is, this is another community. I love and accept them, but this could not possibly be me. And it took much longer to figure it out. That's so interesting. Do you remember, um, and I don't want the graphic details, but as in, do you remember the first time you kind of were beginning to figure it out? <laughs> of course, I mean, as anyone knows who's been through it, there's always little inklings, right, that you that you push away. You know, I think uh, going to the movies and seeing, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal on the screen was always a lot more exciting than seeing, that's, you know, that's going to do it. <laughs> anyone else than seeing I can't even name like, a, 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 you know, a, a female star, um, <laughs> but name any one of them that I should have. Pamela Anderson, right? Julia Roberts, anyone, you know, and and yeah. so it, it was difficult for me because I would I would tell myself that this is just like a phase or this is something I can get past. And, you know, everyone's been through it. We all know how, how that goes. But it took a while. And you do all this amazing work, which I've been talking about in the intro. Do you find, for example, a Texan kid now? Is it all the same as you had then? Or is it better? It depends. I think overall, it's better. Of course. I mean, mm-hmm. you, we, we can get married, which is a, a great step. <laughs> it's one of many, many, many steps that, that need to be taken. But I think even more importantly, uh, we have TikTok, we have social media, we have internet and communities that, that anyone can access. You know, any middle schooler or high schooler has a smartphone and they can learn about themselves and their identities without necessarily having to seek it out. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't really have that growing up. And I think that, you know, from yeah. an ap- academic standpoint, my guess is that a large part of the reason why 20% of Gen Z identifies as LGBTQ+, my guess would be, and I'm sure there will be research done on this, that it it, it is correlated with, or perhaps the result of, TikTok, right? And social media and people just being able to find others like themselves and learning about themselves through that process. Do you draw a distinction between TikTok and Instagram? Well, I think TikTok is such a, it's a newer and also such a Gen Z thing that, you know, if you look at the numbers, Instagram is, it's folks our age, right? It's kind of like millennials and up. And then everyone below that, Instagram is kind of a thing of the past. Um, and, and it's this new generation that hasn't lived through, you know, a lot of the persecution that, that even we experienced, um, that, you know, it's, it's so much easier 
to figure out who you are. Writes note to get on TikTok. Yeah. Must set up it's, Homo sapiens. We don't have a Homo sapiens TikTok. We should, but I just... It's I perplexing. Know. It's very it's very odd. But, you know, you just... you. I go on and just the, the sheer amount of storytelling, and I think that's really what, what... Of course, there's the dancing and the music and all of that. But I think what I love about it, even though I don't understand it and I'm not particularly good at it, is just the storytelling. You know, the fact that you can just... Okay get on your phone and hold it up to your face and tell a really compelling story and that's going to do really well. Really? Yeah, I think that's what I what I do like about it and I think it's that storytelling that is so compelling and that's what always has been compelling to me about history is that at the end of the day it's just telling stories. Cuz I don't have TikTok so I didn't I didn't I mean I assumed you would be on TikTok given you're a superstar but like I don't follow you on TikTok so do you really just tell stories like, hey, here's, here's this amazing thing that happened in queer history type thing? I try to. I, I am not, <laughs> like I said, a natural at it. Are you also like doing a dance while you're telling the story? No, I tried that like, one oh, I time to. and it was, uh, <laughs> I, I, my, my partner is a dancer and drag queen and he tried to teach me a, a choreography to do, you know, a history through <laughs> dance and it just did not, it was not good. I've kind of blocked it out. I've just kind of, I'm like, I haven't deleted it. It's still there because I, I did spend a lot of time on it. But I'm not, I'm trying not to remember too much of it. Interesting. Um, <laughs> but it's a lot of work. All of that is so much work. And um, some people are very naturally good at, at just telling really great stories. And I think those are the ones who, you know, are, are doing the best on TikTok. Like Dylan Mulvaney, who does the, you know, day 10 of being a, a woman or being a girl. She's documented her entire transition on TikTok. Okay. She just hit 10 million followers. You know what I mean? So wow. it's these people who are willing to, to be really authentic. And I think that's what, what TikTok has. But anyways, I could go on forever. It's, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> Tell me about your mom. Cause I'm interested. I love a liberal mother. Yeah. She's amazing. I mean, she had me on her own. She was in her early forties and kind of just decided she wanted a kid. She was single. And Aww. so she made it happen. And, and here I am. So it's just us, you know, and, um, That's cool. she sold makeup. Uh, she still technically does, uh, selling cosmetics. And, um, so I always kind of told myself, the reason I was more effeminate or, you know, uh, uh, interesting girly quote unquote to quote my tormentors in, in elementary school was, was because of yeah. that. So I think that was almost kind of confusing in a way for me because I would just say, Oh, well, the reason that I'm more effeminate is because, well, I don't, I grew up without a father. And so then it took a little bit of a while. I was like, Oh, these are very different things. You know, of course, gender expression and sexuality are are different however um i had to kind of figure out well actually this me being into jake gyllenhaal is a separate <laughs> it's a separate worry yeah. yours and my generation had such a warped idea of why we were who we were you know what we hope the next generation all those kids on tiktok just know that the reason they are the way they are is because people come in all different kinds and they're all as valid as each other right exactly yeah it's much easier to figure out that diversity to see it when you have literally infinite examples of it on, in your in your hands and d did you ever feel that um you 
because I felt like I was a disappointment to my father. I actually felt like I was a disappointment to manhood, oddly. Mm. Um, but did you ever feel that there was an abstract disappointment to somebody who even wasn't in your life? Mm. That's a good question. Um, honestly, I think I was so preoccupied with with not being a disappointment. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, with Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal and my studies. You know, I think that was where I I diverted my my attention and my mother to to her credit was a bit of a tiger mom. You know, she was the first in her family to go to college and she wanted kind of the best for me knowing that, you know, we weren't very privileged otherwise um you know she she was a single mom trying to 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 survive um and so she Mm. knew the way up was through school and so that's where most of the pressure came from and i think that's where for for most of my my childhood through through grad school was you know focusing on on my studies and you know there were there were perks to that um it 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 paid off but you know i i think it was also a distraction from some of the the larger questions of of who i was yeah well it's a great place to hide isn't it Mm -hmm. was there any relationship with your dad ever or was it just a nope just just my mother and me and um she gave me opportunities if i if i wanted to but i always said you know what you're the one who who raised me and i don't really have any interest in kind of tracking anyone down or anything like that so yeah so we we ended up being kind of an uh, a little a little duo uh, so nice. <laughs> yeah in her pink car driving around <laughs> texas oh amazing Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So then you go to Cambridge, am I right? Is that where you went next? I was at Harvard first for undergrad. So which is technically, actually, now that I say it, it is technically Cambridge, uh, Massachusetts. Is it? Yeah, yeah, the town. Oh, right, right, right. The yes. town is Cambridge, yes. I mean, lol, you went to Harvard and Cambridge. Okay, <laughs> so um, this is what happens, everybody, if you just listen in class. Um, I did not. If you don't have friends, <laughs> let's just say, let's put it that way. Like I am. Oh, did you not have friends? Of course I didn't. I had no friends. I had books. Really? I had books and, and that's it. <laughs> I had Harry Potter, you know, and, um, oh, and Lord of the Rings. Look how that turned out. I know. Um, I know it's, it's, it is actually heartbreaking, but that's another, that's another conversation. It is because it was actually a real fucking lifeline exactly. to queer people. Um, exactly. you didn't have any friends, Eric. That's really sad <laughs> because you are the one of the sunniest, warmest people on the internet. Oh, that's one of the things I adore about you. I appreciate and it. It breaks my heart. Well, it's all compensation, right? You know, it's, it's like making right. up for it. Cause I think it, you know, I, I, 
of course, I had some friends, but very few. <laughs> and so, you know, I was I was busy reading. You know, I think I read that first Harry Potter book when I was in in elementary school. Probably, I think eleven times. That's how many times I read it. And fortunately, in high school, I figured it out that actually you know, human interaction is an important thing and realized that it was actually kind of enjoyable. And so since oh. then I've been trying to kind of make up for, for a pretty lonely childhood. I, I got to say. Really? Yeah. If you're like one of those lonely kids though, like, did you make a decision to change? And was that linked to going to Harvard? I think it was a matter of finding a community of friends, especially in, in, in high school that got me out of my comfort zone a little bit and just showed Mm -hmm. me that actually, you know, at the end of the day, kids are kids and there's no reason to be, to be lonely. Like if you, it's up to you to make the effort, um, to, to, to meet other folks. And I, I kind of started figuring that out. And then, you know, over time, became more and more comfortable with myself and you know at the same time was trying to figure out like do I date girls I tried that I was okay at it but you know kind of knew deep down that something was off and uh it it took you know getting into college and kind of sitting down and saying all right there's clearly something off there's something I need to change about how I'm presenting (laughs) and identifying at least outwardly. And this would be the logical time to do that. Uh, This big life change, you know, moving somewhere completely different setting group of friends. And so I kind of made the, the choice to come out in college before I came out to anyone back home, including my mother, including any of my new friends <laughs> in Texas. Yeah. Um, and so it was this weird situation where I was completely out and, you know, going to the like gay nights and, you know, little dances they would throw and, you know, just very out in college, but then still was out of the closet or in the closet in, in Texas. And college is Harvard. Right? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. Because because we call college oh, right, right, right. sixteen to eighteen. Right. So that so right. So you're living a bit of a double life. Exactly. But then, did you tell your mom? Eventually, yeah. It took a full year. It was it was kind of hard, despite you know how progressive and accepting she was. It was still really really hard, which yeah. I think is something I remind myself even now with with folks who aren't fully out you know, given how hard it was for me to come out, despite a very accepting family and friends, and, you know, it it shouldn't have been that hard. The fact that it still was shows, well, just imagine for for folks who don't have that, you know, accepting family or or support network. Yeah. Um, And so it's something we all have to remind ourselves that some folks, it's God, if it's that hard for us, imagine. Well, exactly. You know, like I, I feel like, you know, my dad was a fashion photographer. And my mum was a fashion stylist. Her best friend was gay. Like, I, I, I literally was like, what the fuck am I getting myself in knots about? But it's not that. It's just, it's not that. It's society, actually. It's not your parents. You know, obviously, it can be your family can really, really help things. But it's not just that. And I, and I also wonder, listening to you there, if it was like, you know, your kind of, preoccupation with excellence which I wasn't blessed with 
um, is, uh, you know, like, was there a, a, a bit of like, you didn't want to let her down because you were her only bet? Oh, totally. hundred percent. I, I mean, that, that was like <laughs> probably the, the, the root of all of it. Um, wow. because I knew how much she was sacrificing, you know, of just, of how much credit card debt to send me to space camp, you know, and things like that. And just what space camp. Oh, it's the best thing in the world. There used to be a few of them, but now the main one is in Alabama. <laughs> it's, and you go for a week and you pretend to be an astronaut and it's super fun. I went to Bewley car museum and looked at some old cars. That was my school trip. Yeah. So, and th- with the idea that you're going to go to space. Well, you pretend. <laughs> they have like you the pretend. little, you have the little simulators and, you know, it's very, you learn a lot. They have like museums and it's, it's super cool. I think it's affiliated, it is affiliated with NASA. So yeah, it was a great time. Eric, your life is wild. It's like <laughs> Harvard, Cambridge, space, like astronauts. Fake space. Fake space. <laughs> I was, do you know what I was doing? I was smoking. That's all I did. I smoked behind the bike sheds with my friend Harry and planned silly parties getting drunk. That's the end of part one. Loving Eric. I know you are too. I don't even need to ask. Uh, go and get part two on the feed. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Powered by Spirit Studios.